Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. is brought to you by actonaddictionnow.org. Through the pandemic, substance use disorder skyrocketed, especially for us millennials. Being isolated, the anxiety of not knowing what was going to happen, not being able to get to meetings. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, don't wait. Actonaddictionnow.org is located in Virginia, but they have so many free resources online, and they also have inpatient treatment. I can't recommend them enough. I love working with them. It's the third year in a row. And here's more about their program. You know, depending on the circumstances that you found yourself in, you know, they say that with addictions, genetics loads the gun and environment pulls the trigger. It's getting patients with the right resources. So our goal is to have those outpatient services as well as supporting with any inpatient services that that person might need. You can call our call center at ANOVA. You can also walk into an emergency room because you're in acute crisis. No matter where you enter, we're gonna assess you, we're gonna make recommendations for the right level of care and try to help you, you know, obtain those services. We will have the opportunity to add an additional 20 private beds inside the facility for patients who may need to stay a little longer to work through their diagnosis or their treatment plan. The first word that comes to mind is family. When you interact with our team members, they care about you as a person. It's not black and white, we all know that. I would say, you know, if you're curious at all, it's worth a peek around the curtain. 
Addictionnow.org is the website. Also, for the month of November, I am taking on new sponsors like Mom Things Subscription Box Company. Um, hello, absolutely love them. Territory, adorable, handmade, hand-painted maps of D.C., other cities and neighborhoods all across the country. Radley Acura, Our Town Audio Podcast, just some of the new sponsors. You should be one, too. I am still doing my special rates of $99. That's where it starts. And I do monthly videos. If you want unique advertising, the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com. I am happy to share more, and I would love for you to bring on your unique brand. My audience is on Almost 70% women, they love fabulous things to buy, shop, drink, eat, and of course, pamper themselves. The Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com. All right, today is part three. Danette is on our divorce dish. She's been married and divorced twice, and now she's engaged. She had a baby at 16 years old with a high school boyfriend. Danette has been through it. And still believes in love. I found this episode so fascinating. She was, how do her parents, how do her children feel? She has six kids. How do her kids feel about her now being engaged for a third time? Why she hates the happy wife, happy life slogan. And $30,000, boom. That's how much she dropped on divorce. She'll tell you why she wishes she had never hired a divorce attorney. Here's Danette. Danette is going to give you guys such a great story. She's been divorced twice, but she had a daughter with a guy, serious relationship, when she was just 16 years old, and now she's engaged. Okay, Danette, girl, you are you are well-versed on divorce. I am, I am. <laughs> so, um, so tell me- I my first daughter 16. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, no, give us, give us the really quick overview. Cause you had your first daughter at 16. You were raised in a uber religious family, right? Kind of Joel Olstein religious. Yep. Yep. And, and you- yes. So I was like, I have to get married and have children. Like it wasn't an option not to like college wasn't in my plans based on my parents. None of that. Like I was going to get married, and have children. So I got married at almost 19 for the first time to the guy that you had your daughter with or no 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 somebody totally different so you okay so your parents at 16 you know you're raised in this religious household they you guys were probably too young right he was probably 16 or 17 he was actually older he was like 20 20 now the how we met was i was a freshman and he was a senior in a class that i had he was like the senior aide so normally he would have been about 18, but he was held back a year. So because he was held back a year, he was older. Back then, it obviously didn't matter. Like, you know. It so wasn't like year- cr- like now people would be like, oh, my God, this is criminal. He was like 20 dating someone no. 16. So when, when you all no. had your baby, like nobody felt like this was like a crazy age difference. He no. was preying on someone. Out of school, like, yeah, he'd only been out of school like maybe a year maybe almost two, but no, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. He went into the military while I was pregnant, Wow! but he was back by the time she was born. So you knew from a young age that you were going to get married. You were kind of taught that's what you should do as a woman. Oh yeah. And I used to love children. Like I, I still love children. I have six kids, but kids like attracted to me. So like it was a given that I was going to have kids like that. I just loved kids. So, so okay, let's get into it. Because, tell I mean, 19, tell me why you got divorced. And and we kind of, with Danette, we get like a, you know, a double squared here. Because it's been twice. Yeah. So, so give me the reasons why you got divorced. 
So the first time we were young, we should have never gotten married. Like we met at the Ocean City in Maryland, like on the boardwalk and we were engaged. We were married within a year and he was from Idaho, you know, like he was in the Marine Corps. I had never left my parents' house for one day. Like it was, it was like, I couldn't even imagine of leaving my parents. So we got married, had this huge wedding. We lived, he was stationed like in Thurmont, Maryland with the Marines. Like I, it was, it was a lot. And then I got pregnant. Yeah, I got pregnant like January of 98. Wow. So um, you have your first daughter at 16 and then at 19 or 20, you have your second baby. She was born like like a couple months after my 21st birthday. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will tell you why. And then you know. here's, the, here's the best part of this though. So I got pregnant in January of 98 and he left on June 13th of 98 and I didn't see him for another 19 years to the day. So he never saw our daughter. So you had to divorce him without even seeing him? Yeah, because it was not a contested divorce. Like we both wanted it. He wanted, he was going to be an all or nothing father. So he was like, I'm either going to see her all the time or I'm going to see her none of the time. And he paid, you know, I had full custody. He paid child support for 18 years. And literally on the 19th year after he left to the exact day is when I, when I saw him again and she met him. He paid child support for 18 years and never saw his daughter. Never. I mean, he's, he saw very few pictures throughout the 19 years. Like when she was first born, he saw pictures. And then I started sending him a few more things around her 16th birthday. Holy God. So and we, and we didn't really talk for, we didn't talk for like basically 16 years. Like he just sent his checks and that was that. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this after now having a child at 39, you did it right, girl. 16 and like 19 or 20 is when you should have babies. It's way easier. (laughs) It's like the older you definitely is. It definitely definitely is. I give Um, you credit. Now, wait a second. What about divorce number two? Why did you get divorced the second time? So we again met and got married very quickly. We were engaged, I think, in three months and married in nine months. Um, we were very polar opposites. Like I'm outgoing, crazy fun. He's very introverted and just, and I, to be 1000% completely honest, I took full advantage of his niceness of his, like, I was a mean wife, like mean, like I did not have any problem embarrassing him in front of anybody. And that is so wrong. I would never do that now. And I, he knows that I'm sorry for that, but you know, we were just going to different places. I had been a mom for like 25 years and I had lost all this weight. We were living at my mother's for like 10 plus years. Like it was just a lot. And I was just done. I think we, were, we honestly were both done, but it was who was going to admit it first. Okay. So you, you're the first marriage, you're married at 19 and divorced at what age? By age 21, 22. Okay. Then and I married at age 20 three or 24. Okay. So you married the second guy, 23, 24. Okay. So still very young. Okay. And he was very, he was very nice to you. Oh, he was great. Great. Yeah. But you were so, I mean, you're so young. I mean, you know, so obviously, okay. So you, you fully admit like at that point in your life, you took advantage of it. You'd lost you. I mean, you were 24. It got hot. I mean, I was also raised, I was raised. So I, my parents were separated, but the household that I lived in, my stepfather controlled every move that my mother made, like every dime she spent. And I was in no way living like that. Yeah. So, you know, because of that, I think I was opposite. 
I didn't control, you know, money. I mean, that he spent and all that, but I controlled every aspect of our lives. Oh my God. Yeah. You grew up with that. I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Just psychologically. Yeah. Right. Like there's, yeah. yeah. Tell me about red flags. Were there red flags aside from your ages? You know, you were, you were young. Um, mm-hmm. Were there red flags uh, with either relationship before you um, got married? Oh, my first marriage. Definitely. We shouldn't have gotten married. Like there were red flags all over the place. Everybody saw it. Yeah. I mean, there definitely were. I, I couldn't tell you what they were now just because it was so long ago. Sure. But yeah, I think I definitely knew I, we shouldn't be getting married. Um, the second divorce, I'm sure there were, but you know, we have, we have six children and we both have, we have a really large family. So it was, you know, it was kind of like, we just lived day by day and put on like this beautiful social media front. And we, you know, I don't know that there were red flags. I'm sure there were for him, knowing that the person that I was, he was probably like, I gotta get out of this. <laughs> yeah. And he, he would have been, right, been so right to think that. So when you tell your parents, right, who who sounds like we're both very religious. Um, what, yeah. what my father did, wasn't religious. He, Your dad wasn't, but your mother was? Yeah. Okay. So tell me this. And then obviously you have a stepfather. So the first time you get divorced, what did, what did your parents say? What did your family say? Um, oh, my parents, I also lived with my grandparents a lot. So my grandparents are like my parents too, but, um, they were looking for reasons to make us get divorced. Like my cell phone, my my Verizon bill would go to my mom's. My mom would open the bill to see who my ex, my first ex-husband was talking to. Like just random numbers and she would call the numbers. My mom is not that type person. She does not do stuff like that. My grandmother, maybe not my mother. Wow. So, so they didn't like him. They were like, they, they were looking for ways. Yeah. Like he, you know, he just, and we, again, we were young. He wasn't a good person back then. Not to mention in the year of 1998, we both went through some serious deaths and we had never really experienced death in the way that we did that year. Mm. So his father had died like, like March of 98. So you know, that was like a huge thing for him. So there, there were so many factors into that. So it was just not, we were not meant to be together. And, and now who, I can say he's a great person and he's very happy. And yeah. So, and who was it that died? His dad or? Yeah. So his father died in March. In February, my grandmother died, my father's mm. mom. And then in March, his father died. And there was a whole bunch of other things that came around. Like my stepmom and my father told me, in early February, they were getting divorced after 17 years. So then if you fast forward a little bit, like he left when I was pregnant in June. And then in December of 98, my stepmom was killed in a car accident. It was, it was probably the worst year of my whole life. Yep. So yep. 98, like factored in like a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, with all of that. Wow. So, that's yeah. a lot, Danette. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then the second time you get divorced and you still get married very young, but you guys have how many kids yeah. together? The second marriage, five? We have four, four. Four. And yeah. So then, and he, so my daughter that's father left and she never met. I mean, she didn't know any different when we got married that that wasn't her dad. Um, we told her, I think when she was at seven or eight, that he wasn't her dad and, you know, whatever. Um, just because I learned for some from other people having that experience, I didn't want to wait until they were teenagers. No, so right. The sooner just, the better, right? Yeah. 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 
And then, and he obviously raised my oldest daughter. We all, you know, they lived with us full time. So yeah, I mean, they, they call it, that's their dad. They consider that to be their dad. So then this, when you get divorced the second time, your grandmother has passed, your stepmother has passed, but were your bio- That was the first time. That was the first time. Oh, so when I got, no, when I got divorced, yes, you're right. When I got divorced, no, when I got married the second time, they were already, that my dad's mom and, um, Yes, my dad's mom and my stepmom had already died. Yes, you're right. So your biological parents were still alive for the second marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're both still alive now, yes. And so what they say, you're getting, okay, you're raised in this religious household. Now you're getting married, uh, divorced for the second time. So did they have a lot to say or were they like, all right, Danette, get divorced? <laughs> so we've, yeah, we've been, we've been actually separated like six years now. Um, I actually told my father like right away, my father... <laughs> has been married three times and two of his wives have died. He's has a girlfriend now. So my father, like I could tell my dad anything. I still could tell him anything and he's fine. My mom was a little upset at first. My sister had divorced a couple years later and my mom wasn't upset that we were getting divorced. My mom was more like upset that like, wow, my daughters are making the decision to be happy. And, and my mom has been miserable for like 30 some years. Mm. So you know, like, I think that now, like, they're happy, but I can see my mom being like, I should have made that decision a long time ago. So, no, my family was fine with that. I mean, granted, they weren't thrilled, but what, what are they going to do? Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> and I yes. had left the church. I had left the church. By by that time, I had already left the church. So, um, yeah, you didn't have that impact. Yeah, so, no, no. Now, do, I always wonder, do you miss any of your in-laws or are you happy to see them go? Oh, we can have a talk with them for days. Um, no, I'm happy that, that they're gone. At least my last husband. I mean, we, my, my, my ex-husband and I see each other probably every day. And I don't see his family, but especially his sisters, like, they, they hold serious grudges. Like, as a matter of fact, they want me to send them apology cards for things I don't even remember that I did. Wow. So, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, and I'm not doing that. And did they all meddle? Did your your mother-in-law, sister-in-laws, were they all meddling in your relationship throughout your marriage? Oh, no, no. Because honestly, we didn't really do all that with his family. He was like the youngest of three older sisters. His parents are divorced. It's a very odd dynamic. So we didn't really do a lot with them. Um, Mm. Which, again, I do feel is my fault. I should have encouraged him and us to do more with them. But, you know, as a mom of six, I can only do so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. and tell me about your kids. You have six children. So through, you know, um, your first serious boyfriend that then you have a child with, two divorces, do any of your children resent you? Did they resent, were there really, you know, intense moments or are they all happier now? I think in the in the beginning, yeah, they definitely resented me because I was the one who was like, we're, you know, we're going to get a divorce. Um, even though my ex-husband wanted it too, he did not readily admit that in the beginning. Um some would say in the beginning there was a little bit of resentment, but now if you ask any of them, they are like, you know, we are happier because our parents are happier. And and we are. We're both like happy, you know, within the situations we're in. And, you know, him and I get along really, really well. Although I will say that it we didn't start getting along this well until about the five year mark after we separated. It was like something happened and we just started getting along. Wow. And you're engaged now, by the way. So do you, are your kids excited for you to have a third marriage or are they like, mom, what are you doing? 
Quick pause to thank a sponsor, Rothy's. Absolutely love Rothy's. Thanks to you guys. You know the best way to support this show is to frequent our sponsors. And by doing that, I get you awesome discounts basically on everybody that I partner with. It's 2021 and nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. And that's why we love Rothy's. Rothy's is a fan favorite with styles that are constantly changing and, of course, are seasonal as well. Sustainability is also top of their list and their handbags and shoes are made with plastic water bottles and fully machine washable too. Zero break in time. Everybody loves their Rothy's. Nothing says fall like soft plush merino wool. For the third year in a row, Rothy's is launching an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool styles. They're incredibly comfortable, cozy, and 100% machine washable. Plus, they come in a variety of colors, patterns, styles, and more. All good news for guys listening to Rothy's aren't just for women anymore. They have an entire selection for men. What are you waiting for? Order now. To help you welcome fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. Right now, they are giving you the chance to share the super rare opportunity with just my listeners for a very limited time. You can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash phrase. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash phrase. Head to rothys.com slash Phrase to find your new favorites today. And a heads up, every Friday, I drop a new Patreon episode, patreon.com slash the Sarah Frazier show. Just $5 a month, 50 bucks for the year because it saves you. I give you a big sneak peek at all of the tips and tricks that worked for my mindful eating journey. I currently don't give two fucks what people think of my body. I absolutely love my body. I never think about food. I never diet anymore. And I only exercise for fun. It is completely possible to have diet liberation. I didn't believe it. It took me like 16 years because I went on my first diet when I was 12 years old. But now every Friday, I am telling you all the meditations, um, the journey, the highs and lows that I went through, how to stop dieting, how to start loving your body, even if you're not at the weight that you want, how to love yourself and think about not even losing any weight, just absolutely putting yourself out there. So, and also I am doing any advice questions that you have, the Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com. And I am also putting up more personal stuff. So this Friday, I'm dropping a kind of day in the life vlog, showing you a little bit behind the scenes with KJ that you haven't seen before and <laughs> Schman, of course. So it'll drop every Friday on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Sarah Fraser show. It's mindful eating advice and more of my personal life. Um, I think, I don't think it really matters to them. You know, when you have a lot of kids and kids in college, marriage is like, you know, you know, I don't think they really care, but for like many reasons, like we've been engaged a long time and I'm like, yeah, like for financial things, I'm not sure if we're actually going to do this whole marriage thing yet. You know, putting, we have four more kids to go through college and it's expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, I hear you. I mean, I want to have like two or three more. Well, I don't know if I'm going to have them, but (laughs) I'm going to get them somehow. (laughs) Um, Okay. Talk to me about, you know, what's it like? Tell me about the day, the moment that you actually separated and moved out from these ex-husbands. What was that? What was that feeling like? Because I mean, you really, you had a man from like a very young age and then, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. and you have kids, right? So you feel probably this vulnerability. Tell me about the, the moment you separated from them. What was that like first day you were on your own? So the first husband, I went and lived with my family. So it wasn't really, I mean, it wasn't like any like, oh, this is great. So I don't have really like a lot of, I have memory from back then, but it's nothing significant that stands out. My second marriage, on the other hand, 
We actually, we lived at my mom's. My mom has a, you know, eight bedroom house that fit, all my kids had their own room, all that. And we actually didn't necessarily live together, but I lived there two days a week. He lived there two days a week. And then we swapped every other weekend. And we did that until I would say COVID hit. So for basically wow. five years, a little bit more. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you almost in a way didn't really have this like move out separation period. You guys were, I mean, you guys weren't living together, but you sort of shared this same roof. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And neither of us wanted to be without our kids for, you know, there's a lot of people I know that have week on week off. And I was like, I can't be without my kids for a week. Not to mention I'm going to be doing everything anyway. So, you know, yeah, I wanted to see my kids, you know, twice a week and every other weekend. And and honestly, we both see them more. It's basically the same. Like, so nothing's really changed. And that's what we really wanted. We didn't want our kids to go a week without seeing a parent. Yeah. Because that that's hard. So, so we maintained it. I do believe that it was hard for him. Like, he did have to come back and, like, what would have been our home. But we did it for our kids. And I think I think that they like that. Yeah. But I don't think that every couple can do that. You know, that's, you know, it's just not possible. Uh, That takes a lot of either maturity or you guys, you know, you like each other, but you're not in love with each other. Yeah. I mean, that's a unique arrangement. What was it like the first time you had sex with someone that wasn't your husband? Because I think about that, like, you know, we all get married, right? To these guys or you're with these people for a long period of time. And then all of a sudden that's not Mm -hmm. there. And then I'm like, I'd be so awkward trying to have sex again. I, I mean, gosh, that was such a, not, not a long time ago. I mean, I think that it was, you know, it's like spicing, like, it's like, spi- it's like any new thing, like spicing up, you know, your life, I guess. And my ex and I, we had fine sex. There wasn't anything wrong with it, but I think that it's just something new and different. And to be honest, we, my fiance and I now, we have sex far more often than my, any of my husbands and I did. And I think that has to do with age, mm. you know, like. Like twenty nine thirty hit me, and I was like, "I can do this three times a day." You know? Yes. So, you know, I think it has to do with age, and I, I think that's just what you know what happens. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and it sounds like you have you both you and your your fiance have like a lot of um, maturity now, and just you know, yeah. you probably you you seem like a woman now that knows what you want. You know, so yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and we actually, my fiance and I now we've known each other since we were eleven. Um, we went to middle school together. So we met on the first day of middle school. Wow. So, yeah. And then you, how did you reconnect? Or did you guys kind of always knew each other, Social but there media. was the timing. Social media. Yeah. I mean, we've always known each other, but like he's, he's actually been married three times. Um, you know, so yes, social media. And is there anything, Danette, that you ever miss about any of these exes? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, no. I mean, it's, it's just like, no, no, I can say no, there isn't anything that, that I missed. I don't, you know, I don't feel bad for like having a broken home. Like a lot of people think that I don't feel bad for that. I no. I mean, I think that you, I think that for me and for, for anyone really, you just need to be happy and you cannot live miserably. Like nobody wants to live that way and you shouldn't do it. So if there's a way out, you should get out. Yeah. And, and, and if staying together and doing whatever you guys do on the side makes you all happy, then do that. But just be like, really be happy. Yes, absolutely. Right. It's not life is short. And and I'm sure you saw from your own mom, like you said, I mean, it's hard yeah. to watch a woman go through that, you know, like, because life is so short. Um, You've been through yeah. two divorces. 
tell me how much it cost. Did you feel like, oh my God, this is going to financially ruin me? Like, or, or were, were they low cost? Cause I think a lot of women who are listening to these series are, who might be considering it. It's like, oh my God, do I have, can I financially do this? I call him the Nozempic Benon Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So my first divorce... Again, he was in Idaho. Like, he didn't even... He could have cared less. I did every... I worked for a lawyer for, like, 10 years... So I did all the paperwork, like, and I filed it. I had a friend who worked for this other divorce attorney. Like, I think it was $500, maybe less. That was in, like, 99. Like, okay, so that was probably in, like, early 99. 20 years ago, right. Okay, so. Yeah. So now, so when we, so he filed for divorce, like, after year one, I guess, to, to be honest, I was still friends with the lawyer that I worked for, one of the associates, a woman, 
went into family practice. So I figured it would probably be cheaper. No, no, no. <laughs> and I would say my, my, you know, my ex-husband and I, we probably spent each like 15, 10 to 15 grand. Yeah. And, and honestly, these lawyers, I'll say most lawyers, and especially I've noticed in family law, they all work together. So they're all talking to each other when they're not talking to you and they're billing you for it. And guess what? They're working out what they're agreeing and not to agree on just so they can make more money because they're they're billed by the hour. So true. I always tell people that, you know, no matter what attorney you hire, whether it's like I've had I've paid for entertainment attorneys forever. They all know each other. They all are friends. They all work together. They all know everybody. (laughs) You're right. They're all making money. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you think someone's your friend. Yeah. No, they're not. Wait, in regards to the attorney or your ex? The, the attorney like this attorney was my friend we worked together for like 10 years but it's a business she was, yeah, right she was in a, yeah yeah and that's and that is totally fine that it's a business but i just would never screw a person over like that i i couldn't so and in the long run what we agreed on was what we had agreed on before we even got attorneys it was a waste of time and money Ooh. so Ultimate yeah it was silly Combined, you guys probably spent 30 grand or more. And the reality is you kind of had really settled on the terms before you got divorced. Yeah, I would say about 20 to 30 grand. I don't know exactly how much he paid his, but um, yeah, it was, and again, it all depends on each person's situation and it depends on the money involved, like, you know, who has money and that kind of stuff. We weren't talking about millions of dollars and stuff. Like it was very minimal. you know, and thankfully, once our divorce, I will say this about divorce, whether you want it, you don't want it, whatever it is, it's a stressful process. And the day that you get your papers in the mail at your divorce is like literally the best day of your life because it's finished. There's no more fighting and your divorce is done. It is better than getting married. It's better than having children. It is like the best day ever. <laughs> Not because you're divorced, but because that stress is gone. Like, I bet. Yeah. I love it. Better yeah. than having kids. Like the relief, the relief. Yes, it's like the stress relief is amazing. I we both, I would say my ex husband, myself, and my fiance, we both all lost so much weight in our divorce processes because it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, so, you don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Tell me this: what what do you think the biggest mistake that you made was through through two divorces and and a, a relationship or or probably more the divorce i mean 16 you're so young you know it's like you don't know yeah. who, you don't even know who you are at 16 but yeah, even 21 yeah even 21 you don't know who you are so tell me this like looking back what do you think the biggest mistake you made is that you look back and think oh fuck i wish i hadn't done that i think the biggest mistake for a lot of people is like i do not like the saying when the, when the wife's happy, the whole house is happy. Oh yeah. Happy wife, happy life, happy life. Yes. Okay. So I used to live by that. Like everyone in the world revolved around what I did and that included the mood of the house. And I really disagree with that. That like me being in a bad mood and making my whole house upset is not okay. So I feel like now like marriage all the way around needs to be a partnership and if one person, whether it's guy or girl, is just happy, that means the other one's not. And not that everyone's going to be happy all the time. But you can't go into it thinking, I'm going to be the boss of this and I'm going to be happy and not care about what anybody else thinks. Then you really you really need to look at what your problems are and you need to do better. Like, you need to do better. Damn, that's good. Oh, my gosh. Words of freaking wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. So I would think that that would be like what I would change is don't go into it thinking, 
happy wife, happy life. It needs to be happy couple, happy family, happy life. Damn. All right. Well, tell me this. Yeah. What, what advice would you give a woman who's thinking about divorce or heading into it? What do you think people think they know about divorce, but they don't? I think that people think it's very easy to get divorced, like to get married. All you have to go do is get a marriage license and then you're divorced. So, or, you know, then you're married. It's, it isn't that easy. Um, I think that people, women need to like know their rights. Like, don't just say because you're like, oh, well, he makes some money and blah, blah, blah. No, like, don't stay for those reasons. So I, I would be like, know like what your rights are. Know like that if you leave because he's abusive, you're not going to end up penniless. Like you've never worked a day in your life. Like the judge isn't going to be like, oh, well, you know, you you don't get anything. Because um, I've seen lots of women like that. Hmm. Um, I would also, this is, I would say to file first, not that it overly matters. I just always want to have the upper hand, I guess. <laughs> so I would say file first. Yeah. And again, I don't, I don't, that really doesn't matter, but. If I had to give anyone advice, I would say file first. Wow. Um, and and you, the other weird thing is, is like my ex lived in one county and then us as a family lived in another county. Well, because one county was better for his convenience, he filed in that county. Whereas if we would have filed in the family county, it would have been better for the wife. Do you know what I mean? So those are like some things maybe you should probably research and, you know, like just People, I've been in therapy probably since 2017. It's like the best thing I ever did. And I was very anti-therapy before that. So I go to therapy actually twice a week now. Oh, good. So, what was and the- I don't even need it anymore. I just do it to talk to somebody. <laughs> I just do it to bend about my day. So what was the catalyst for, for getting you to therapy? Was it, was it the second divorce or was something, did something trigger that? What, what made you kind of change your mind? Well, actually, I had to change health insurance because I was getting divorced. And, you know, I had anxiety at night because, like, my brain doesn't shut off. So in order to get some of the medication, I had to go. I had to have therapy. Like, my new doctor was like, I'm not going to give you this. You have to go to therapy. I was like, this woman's joking. And I found a therapist within, you know, like, four sessions. And then she left. And then after she left, I started seeing a guy therapist. And that was the best. Seeing a guy therapist was the best thing for me. Wow. Because I'm more open with guy therapists than women for some reason. I don't know. Um, and you clicked yeah, with you so, clicked with him and it just it just worked. Yeah. Yep. Like I cannot recommend therapy enough to anybody. I always say and not religious therapy. Like you need to go to someone that's not part of a religion. You need to go to an actual psychologist, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, a true therapist, you already know this, but, you know, they, they give you advice based on research. You know what I mean? They do so much. They have, they have so much yep. psychological training, right? It's not just like turn it over to God, you know, and, and yeah. so, that can work for some people. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like there's no like one size fits all, but I think in general, yeah. it's great to talk to somebody who, yeah, it's kind of research based and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. they've, they've seen hundreds of people and this is, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because a lot of religious therapists, you know, like pastors, they don't they don't have a background. They don't have to have a degree. They can counsel you and not know any anything. Yeah. And which that's fine if that's what's good for people, but really if you have some issues and you really need to work out, like you need you need to see a professional. And my bad experience was as a kid, you know, like the pastor told my mom that like she was wrong and she was the wife and she just had to do X, Y, and Z. Mm. So that's why I was like, I'm never going to therapy. But now, like, that would be my biggest thing. You need, you need therapy. 
Oh my God, Danette, you have been amazing. Thank you for sharing this. I feel like it's, you know, the women that have have done this, you're the third woman to tell the story. Every single story, my jaw is like on the ground. I learned so much and just like, it just, I, I just think it's so empowering for women because there are going to be women that hear this series and like their whole lives are going to change. So Danette, thank you for sharing that. No problem.